Hey guys, it's your girl Ari Hart and Dorian Black. Today's episode is titled Altar Talk, where we will be discussing religion and the black church. So stay tuned. Okay, guys, so on today's episode, we are getting into the discussion of, you know, religion and our relationship with it. And before we dive into the conversation, we have two guests today. So we have Sherrod returning and then we have my good friend Ray, what's who up, is joining up? us. What's going on? So, first, we just want to kind of get into the conversation of like, what is the role like that religion has played for us growing up? So, like for me, it wasn't really that deep. Like, yeah, we were Christian. Yeah, we went to church occasionally, but it wasn't anything where like, you know, my mom was like, "We Sunday is the Lord's day," and like drilling it. And making me feel like if I didn't follow a set of rules or ideals that she was going to disown me or anything like that. It was like, I guess, a very light touch of the religion in the household for me. So. Um, For me, uh, I went to Catholic school and my grandfather was a preacher. And my uh, grandmother, who pretty much raised me, she was very religious based, too. But she never, like shove religion down our throat but um as a child growing up you know with two different religions one would say oh if you're a good person but if you're not with our religion you're going to hell and the same the other religion would say the same thing so it's like if I'm a good person I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm following the steps of Christ Mm -hmm. why is it that I'm going to hell because I haven't picked a team wait so you said there were two different religions? Yeah, because my grandfather, okay. he was a Methodist preacher. Oh, okay. And I grew up in Catholic school, so ever since I was in fourth grade. So I never understood why. And even when I would question it, nobody had an exact answer. They would just say, well, you're a good person. Don't worry about it. But it's like, you telling me I'm going to hell. Right. I'm in fourth and fifth grade. I'm scared. Because <laughs> I'm so scared. Right. Like, I used to be like, I damn. I'm going to go to hell, right. but I don't even know which side to choose. To right. right. I'm like, like yeah, please not today. I'm going to hell. Because I didn't pick a team. Right. And I just think uh, as I got older and started establishing my own idea of spirituality, I just realized that I do believe there is a God and that they're always with me. But because I don't pick a team, that doesn't make me a, a bad or good person. As long as I do right by others and I fulfill my purpose here, then right, and I right, and you know, I know that there. If I know that I have faith, then there shouldn't be an issue. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So I grew up in the faith. Um, I grew up Christian. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. So. From a very young age, I was heavily involved in church, Um, not really so much on my dad's side. My dad had a little bit of what uh, believers, what they call Christians, Mm kind of have in the church. They call it church hurt. My Mm. dad had some church hurt because, you know, he grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, um, in Riverside, which was, you know, the slums back then. Um, and he saw a lot of pastors, you know, having people tithe in food stamps mm, and crazy uh. shit like that. But these people were poor. They weren't, you know, they weren't giving back to nothing. The pastors were keeping all the profit. They had the nice cars, the right. Cadillacs. Um, and so they really weren't really doing their due diligence mm-hmm. by the Bible. Um, right. So 
my dad had kind of got a little hurt off of that. So mm-hmm. he never really promoted organized religion at all. Mm-hmm. It was really more of my mother that I went because of her. Um, I was in... I used to do a mime thing. You know, I did like spiritual dance. I was on the dance team. I did choir. So I was very involved at a young age. And mm-hmm. I always knew that I had a connection with God from a very, very young age. I got baptized when I was young, but I chose, my mom didn't force us. Right. Much like other people in the church, they kind of made their kids get baptized at a certain age. My mom allowed us to pick when we wanted to get baptized. Mm-hmm. And so I got baptized when I was about nine or 10. But even after then, my relationship with the Lord wasn't really, like, on point. It was really until I got older and started experiencing life more that I really became to know him for myself. Right. Rather than just knowing it from just growing up in it. So that was a little bit of... Yeah, I think you make a good point, though, because when we're young, we're just doing what our parents are telling us. We don't really have an understanding... And we can't really seek that out until we get older. And I think as you get older, it just becomes more confusing because now you are starting to have like your own thoughts and feelings and you could be conflicted because you're like, okay, I've been taught this, but I'm grown now. And I don't know if I even agree or if I understand it enough to continue to follow that religion. Right. Right. So me, I grew up kind of going to church. It was like, when we wanted to go, pretty much. Like mm-hmm. My mom would make me go, and my grandma would make me go. And then when I got a little older, I started, like, getting in trouble in, like, school and kind of got arrested and all of that. Mm-hmm. So they sent me to New York to live with my granddad. And my granddad, we went to fucking <laughs> Bible study, uh, vacation Bible school. He put me on the choir, all of that shit. I was in church all the fucking time. And then... You know, I started getting into it a little bit, but the type of person I am, like, when I got questions and you mm-hmm. can't answer them, mm-hmm. like, that's, that's a no-go for me, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think I started talking to the preacher more, like, the pastor more, and he couldn't answer my questions, so I started, you know, Google started popping at the time. I started Googling shit, doing my own little research and all of that. And shit wasn't adding up to me, and that just was like... So what was the questions that you were having? Um, In the Bible, it says, like, the earth is, like, um, geocentric, I believe. And geocentric means, like, the universe revolves around the earth. Okay. And we know for a fact that that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, like, shit in the Bible is being proven wrong, and you mm. can't answer these questions for me. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And... No. Okay, because even that little detail, you're like, you can't even yeah, answer and that. that's like us other shit in there, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, what's another one? I can't think of the top of my head right now, but it was a lot of little questions like that, right. and it wasn't adding up. And then all of the money and, like, the church, like, where I, li- where I was living at in New York, the church that we went to, like, it was a lot of people with a lot of money in there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Enon. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a mega church, though, okay. but just the church it was, though, like the people who went to church there, they had money. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking people who are making six and seven figures a year, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of money going into the church, and... Like, where is it? Yeah, shit mm-hmm. wasn't adding up to me. Mm-hmm. And I was probably like 16, 17 at the time. Shit wasn't adding up, and mm-hmm. that just, like, really turned me off. 
I feel mm. like when it comes to religion, I the crazy thing is I truly enjoy going to church. Like mm. I like just how we're connecting with each other. If they're if the pastor's really good and he's true to his word and he's de- delaying the message how he's supposed to, I really enjoyed it. Like growing up, I enjoy going to Bible study and stuff like that. Right. But yeah. like when I started to question and it deviated me away from the church. I kind of felt sad a little bit because I'm like, right. I really like this. like, And it kind of hurt my feelings. And then I don't know if y'all recently seen, but the pastor and Elena, I don't know. But he um was telling people they had to tie like $1,000. Mm. If they couldn't tie the $1,000, they could do 300 and stuff like that is like, wow. All of this corruption is defeating the purpose of church. Right. And it, it hurts my feelings that, especially in a black community, because, you know, for a long time, church was all we had. That's right. what we used to come together. I feel like that's a big problem, too, because this is how I think about it, especially mm-hmm. now. Like, when, when we came over here as slaves, right, mm-hmm. they took away, like, you weren't allowed, allowed to right. read, you weren't allowed to learn how to count. We weren't allowed to have no shit, but they let you go to church. Right. That's deep. Like, that why would deep. they let me go to church? And see, I think that currently, as somebody who still claims the faith, I still pronounce myself as Christian. I still right. say I'm a believer. Um, but I have a lot of different views that mm-hmm. other Christians do. For example, it's really interesting because when people talk to me and they say, oh, your religion, your religion... I honestly, in my heart and soul, I don't feel that Christianity or being a follower of Christ at its pure form is a religion. Mm. Because when I think of religion, I think of man-made traditions Mm. and rules that have been built together over time. But that's not how I think of my relationship with God. I really have experienced God spiritually in a way where it's like, this is like my father. Right. I talk to God when I'm in the shower, when I'm in the, when I'm in my car, when I'm cleaning. I feel like I have a constant relationship with him. So my relationship with the Lord, I don't really feel as it's like a religion as mm-hmm. much as it's like a relationship. Oh, okay. With somebody that knows me, with mm-hmm. somebody that loves me, that knows what I'm gonna do ten years from now, who knows what I'm gonna do five minutes from now. Right. And right. that, you know, is watching me every day. And I have to consciously like take that idea and hold on to it and attach my faith to that. But at the same time, coming from churches where there was different denominations, now that I'm older, um, the church that I went and actually um, became a member of, it was the first church that I did new members class and Mm -hmm. chose for myself that was a part of where I grew up. Mm -hmm. It's a non-denominational church. And I love that because I don't, particularly like denominations because I feel like it is more of that religion, that tradition, mm-hmm. each denomination, whether you're Baptist mm-hmm. or you're Pentecostal or you're seventh day Adventist, and you go to church on Saturday instead of Sunday. And they have all these rules and regulations, but it's like, no, 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 no. I don't, I want to get past that. Mm-hmm. All the fluff. Right. I just want to know what the word says. Right. I just want to know what, what, how God is going to speak to me out of this book. Right. And I absolutely think that it's good to, you should be asking questions right. and whatever spiritual path that you're taking, as long as you're doing your part to make sure that you're doing it for you mm-hmm. and you're not letting other people influence you without you getting the knowledge, mm-hmm. then that's what you need to do for yourself. Right. Because like for me, I had questions at my church that I grew up in and I remember vividly being at 
a youth camp when I was in a church where, you know, I was bullied because I was the youngest person Mm -hmm. on the dance team. Mm -hmm. They were very mean to me. They would say very cruel things. They would make fun of my dark skin at Mm -hmm. the time. They made fun of me because I was the only person that was from more of a suburban area. So I enunciated and the way I spoke was a little bit different and a lot of different things. And they let all of that go on. But then on Sunday, everybody dresses up and acts nice and acts like nothing's wrong with them. And everything's okay, but it was all types of corruption. People were sleeping with this husband and this mm-hmm. wife and this, mm, and yep. it was just it was it was so much of a okay. How can we do church? Right. You know, like how can we sit how can up we here, put on this performance? Put on this performance for this one day for these few hours, and then go mm-hmm. about our lives mm-hmm. Monday to Saturday, and it's something completely different. Right. And I just knew that that is not what I wanted for me. Mm-hmm. I had already received the Lord at a very young age, so I knew that He was real. But I knew that the place that I was in very much had yes. corruption and had things that God wasn't approving of at all. Yeah. And so I'm always advocating other people to whatever you feel in your heart is that is true to you. Like you need to go and follow that. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that ends up you being a believer, great, amazing. And if it doesn't, okay, I'm still going to love you the same though. And even me saying that there will be a lot of Christians who would terribly disagree because in their mind you're supposed to be an evangelist you're supposed to have everybody get saved you're not supposed to accept anybody that's that's from this and that's from that and it's like but did you read your word though people read because for their advantage for their advantage because people pick and choose what they want to and that's a lot of what denominations are what just religion in general it's all interpretation and then you you know, you put like like when 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 the religion first started, everybody was Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And then because the Bible was in, it was written in like Latin or a dead language that nobody else knew. Mm-hmm. So y'all y'all ever heard of Martin Luther? Mm-hmm. Right. Not Martin Luther King. Like, yeah, like Martin Luther. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he translated the Bible from whatever language it was into plain language so everybody could read it. That's where you start getting all these different branches mm-hmm. of right. Christianity. But even like, in that translation, was it really a dead language exactly. that nobody knew or was exactly. it a dead language that these <laughs> European foreigners And that's know? where I feel, going back to what Sherrod was saying earlier about how we were brought over here, we were taking our names, we couldn't even have our names, we didn't want us to read but yet we can learn this religion. Y'all a bunch of white people spinning this religion when in Africa, we, and depending on where you were in Africa, you already had your beliefs over there, but now I'm coming over here and this particular religion now is the correct one. And And even now in 2019, we're still believing in something that oppressors fed to us. Like it kind of makes it a little shaky. Like Jesus. Right. Jesus was not black. I mean, not white. Right. But to counteract that, I say, and I always bring it back to this, because I've had very different conversations with different types of people. I've Mm -hmm. had conversations with people who are very much kind of like very into old ancestry of Africa, black culture, Mm -hmm. uh, hotep, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And my whole thing with Christianity, though, that I always say to kind of put in another perspective is that if you look at the chronology of who they're actually talking about when 
Jesus was alive right. and he was walking around. This was before mm -hmm. Europeans and people in Rome and Spain right. had came over and tried to infiltrate the area. Right. So while Jesus was still walking around, the majority of the people that were around were not people of Eurocentric descent. Their mm -hmm. skin colors varied between olive to blue-black complexion. Right. These were people uh, that were African. Mm -hmm. And so if you say essentially a Christian is to be a follower of Christ, mm -hmm. and Christ is proved in history outside of spirituality, proved in fact that there was a person at this time that was alive, then by virtue, if he was alive and there were people at that time that were following him, there had to be Christians back then. Right. Because if to be Christian means to be a follower of Christ right. Right. and Christ was alive and there were people that were following him around, right. then there had to be Christians before transatlantic slave trade, mm -hmm. before. I'm absolutely admitting to the fact that they have used... Um, a relationship that is so sacred to so many people right. and turned it and corrupted and yeah. made it into something else. Yeah. I 100% believe that. Yeah. And it even says in the Bible that predicting that these are the type of things that are going to happen, that people are going to start to be more influenced by the entertainment mm -hmm. and entertainers in the church. They could get you happy. They could get you riled up. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be wanting to go with the feel good message right. mm -hmm. more than okay, let's look at the heart issues. Let's look at why people are still stealing from each other. Let's mm -hmm. look at why people are jealous. Let's look at why people are wishing bad things on their neighbors, wow. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So what I always say to kind of interject that point where some people try to make it like Christianity never existed until translated slave, slave oh, trade started. Right. Well, technically that's not the case. Right. Because if you go back in chronology, like I said, if Christ was proven no, to be a real right. person and he that, was alive, but I've right. heard that. But I've it definitely has a, a different spin. It from definitely does. What's over here. And that's right. when it goes back to you gotta right. search for yourself. Right. right. Because if you allow people to manipulate you and you're not asking questions, then you could be spun into this whole other thing and your mind can be all messed up and everywhere. You know okay. what I mean? It's about, you know, God is so much personal than people try to make it seem. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta connect yourself. My mother, she could pray for me all day until her knees are bloody. Right. But she can't get me that relationship with the Lord that I can get for myself. Right. Me searching for him myself right you know what i mean so that's where i come from with that okay well you guys made some really good points but we're gonna just pause here for a second and go into my segment of the show matters of the heart Hey guys, this is your girl Ari Hart with my segment of the show, Matters of the Heart. And this is the part of the show where I give you guys a movie, book, or TV show that pertains to today's topic. So the perfect TV show I'm going to discuss today is Greenleaf, right? Today we're talking about religion, the black church, all of that good stuff. And I think that show really hones in on like the grimy, dirty aspects of religion. 
especially within the black community that a lot of people don't really want to admit happens, right? You have this big church, you have a family that has so many dirty, dark secrets that are running the church, people who are technically pitting on a performance. Um, even within the church, you have people who are conniving and doing just disgusting things to each other. And you overall see like this holy family, this family that has like this highest rank within the church they're always caught up in some other things because they're not really there like for for the word they're not really there for the spirituality right they're there for money they're there for clout they're there for all of these other things that should not be in a sanctuary and i think green leaf is just a musty shows on netflix um i believe the first two or three seasons are on there and I really recommend especially if you're black and you've had friction within the church right just like in our conversation before of how like churches are corrupt right you have corrupt leaders you have and even if they're not corrupt there's things within the church of people trying to gain power you know this show showed the molesters of the show they showed you know the family members killing someone um just not being wholesome people like just lots of dirty things going on in this place that are supposed to be for like purity and worship and that's definitely not what it's happening so once again guys this is your girl Ari Hart and we're gonna hop right back into some altar talk okay guys so for this part of the show we just want to get into like religion around the world what does that look like on a global scale um, for me, I don't really know like a ton, you know, about religion um, around the world. I really only know like what I've experienced directly, but it does just seem like in this world, everyone is so quick to like shame people for believing in things that they don't believe in and trying to like force their opinions and religions on other people. Um, and I just think that's not okay. Like, at the end of the day, like, what Susan down the street believes in doesn't affect me. Right. You know, I can, of course, have conversations with people about what I believe in, recommend things, but me trying to kill and hurt and, you know, make people feel bad because they don't share those same ideals, I think is very close-minded. So, I think that's one thing I can say just off of my observation about how the world has been working towards just various religions. Mm-hmm. I I think the crazy thing for me to kind of uh, wrap my head is around is that religion is supposed to be a guide to our afterlife or our guide to our current life. Right. So when you think about it, it's been used for a form of mind control in a sense because when you think back even in the Bible, how the Hebrews were used uh, for economic use as well as... Um, the concentration camps right. uh, with the Jews, as well as the indigenous people, uh, Native American people, and how they were brainwashed with Christianity, as well as ourselves as African American, as, as how Christianity was used on us as a form of control. Right. So it's crazy because here we have this thing for guidance, and now it's used for control. Right. And it's all based on power. Right. And we see it even today now with, um, you know, the Muslim religion, how, you know, currently right now, Muslim people are putting concentration camps in China. 
And this isn't on, it's not on our timeline. It's not global news. And it's right. sad because here, you know, we have the opportunity to live our faiths mm-hmm. where people across the world aren't. Right. I mean, granted, we do have a president who is trying to get in the way of different beliefs and all of that good stuff. I mean, but right, we're still in a better predicament than a lot of other people. Right. And like when we go back into the conversation of like just controlling, you know, just thinking about me and my venture on religion, like, you know, I've always had questions going back to like what Sharad had said before, like Mm -hmm. I've always had questions and it makes you feel bad knowing the rules, quote unquote, of how you shouldn't like doubt God and all of that. It makes you not want to, it makes you scared to look into other things. Cause I know like I've always been scared to have conversations or to look things up because mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh God, he's seeing that I don't believe in him. Right. Or, you know, if I decide to change my mind on believing this particular faith and I'm choosing the wrong thing, then mm-hmm. he's going to see that. And, um, I'm going to go to hell right. or whatever the case is. Even if I have questions and I feel like they're not being answered, just like, the feeling that you can't doubt or question anything, you know, can be scary, especially mm-hmm. if you have people in your community or parents that are really like forcing that on you. Right. I think that can really create, you know, a person to be very closed and just uncomfortable and doing things that they don't really want to do. Right. And the crazy thing is I was talking to my sister and we were on the discussion of religion and she said for a second, like everyone else, she had questions mm-hmm. and it kind of strayed her away from her religion. But as she got older, she felt a spiritual connection and a spiritual awakening with mm-hmm. God, which brought her closer to her religion. Right. And I think people get so gun ho on, no, this is what, this is the right way to do it. Right. This, you're doing it the wrong way. No. In due time, everybody will find their purpose. Right. And they're going to, they're going to use their religion to get them to where they need to be, to their destination. Right. And I think, you know, we're so gun ho on trying to make other, force other people to do things the way we want to do them that, that's why religion has been used for control for so long because right. people are so busy forcing other people to do what they want them to do. When right. religion is basically a spiritual journey right. for oneself. And if you know anything about any religion, it's not about, it shouldn't be about right. controlling someone. It should be about, you know, just bettering yourself and having, you know, that spiritual connection. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Uh, Doria <laughs> over here slipping up and stuff. But uh, it should just be about having that spiritual connection. And right. God doesn't work in a way, any God, mm-hmm. I feel, doesn't work in a way of like, oh, you know, this, that, and the third. Like, you better. Mm-hmm. It's like a connection that you form with that person. And it's just no possible way you can just be the perfect person. Right. And I feel like people should just... Let people figure out their way. Even if you're a parent and you have certain beliefs, you should not just keep forcing your ideals on your child. Let them live their life for them for their own, mm-hmm. for themselves because they might grow to resent you because they never was able to like really have a journey on their own. Um, and that's why I think you know. And I will hope when I have kids, and I don't think I would be pressing a religion on them because I'm not super religious now. But you know, I just would want my kids to be able to like really 
seek out their own understanding of things. Right. And I just want to touch on something you kind of said earlier. You can give your um, advice or you can reference people to, Mm -hmm. you know, some things that you may experience in your religion. Right. You don't have to force it upon them. And I kind of think of this. You guys can Google it if you want a, a description of what I'm talking about. But it's a cartoon a uh, newspaper cartoon funny and it's a muslim woman and it's a woman with like a bikini a bikini on and they're judging each other because that they're coming from different parts right like, i'm judging you because you're half naked and i'm judging you because you're fully clothed and i think it's it speaks so much volume that right. cartoon because we judge people and we point out the fingers at other religions and say look at them they're doing the x y and z that way look at them they're doing the x y and z that way but it's just like listen we are here to do our own spiritual journey and i need to understand you as a person you need to understand me and know that we are different right and i think that's where the chaos comes in because we can't understand that we're all different right we are not the same yeah i think that is definitely something that the world just struggles in accepting things that are in the unknown Mm -hmm. and things are going to continue to be in the unknown and if you and that's not even just what religion just in every like aspect of life and if you have a difficulty understanding that then you're going to just be very unhappy and always getting caught up in what the next person is doing um so um i just think that you know we have to just be mindful of that as people, and it doesn't matter how religious you are mm-hmm. and how into your beliefs, that's it's not okay for you to like try to project those into other people and like ask yourself, are you really being a true whatever religion you honor by trying to force things down other people's right. thir- throat? Like, I don't think whatever religion it, it is that you follow, right. that should that is a job that you're supposed to be doing, right? Because in a lot of religions, you are supposed to. Uh, teach others right. their, their views in the way of the Lord or your God. But I think you can only do so much. And right. you can only touch so many people right. in that sense. So if like if I'm speaking to 100 people and only one person gets the message and is willing to convert, you still did your job. Right. You know, just because people aren't going to go on the path that you want them to right. doesn't mean you didn't touch them in a spiritual way. Right. So or they're I, not connected to the religion in some aspect. Right. right. Because just because I could say, mm, I don't really agree with that, it does not mean I'm not going to go home and think about it. Right. Or and, be a part of it in some right, capacity. And, or try to learn more about it to right. understand. And I think people get so gun home because they want the right right now. You need to change your religion right now. You need to become Christian or Muslim right Or you now. need to be doing every little thing. Right. And let me control myself. Right. I can still have those relationships with whatever belief, Mm -hmm. but let me control that in what capacity. Right. And that's my decision. Right. So. And with that being said, everyone, we are going to take it into my segment of saying what. Hey, everybody, I'm Dorian Black with my segment of the show called Say What? And this is a part of the show where I say little quotes and sayings pertaining to the topic of discussion. So let's get into it. I belong to no religion. My religion is love. Every heart is my temple. Mm. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have to divert to our sole purpose in life, which is to learn and love from one another. You know, we see it every time we turn on the news that 
this world can be very chaotic. And a lot of the times we do see that religion is sometimes the cause of a lot of division in this world. So we have to learn to learn from one another as well as love one another for who we are as individuals. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are, whether you're Christian, Muslim, atheist, Buddhist, or whether you're, your preference, whether you're straight or gay, bisexual, it doesn't matter. We are all here to learn and love from each other. And a lot of the chaos that we do see in this world is due to lack of trying to understand one another and learn from one another. And I try to stick to my grandmother's golden rule growing up. She told me to treat others how you want to be treated because no man and no woman is more than less than the next person. You know, we live on this earth with a billion other individuals. So we have to learn how to learn from them and understand where they're coming from and their walks of life, as well as love them for who they are, just how they will, we will want them to love us for who we are as individuals visuals and you know each day we just have to stick to our purpose and learn and love from each person we come across so that way we can coincide on this planet and on this earth and in this lifetime so with that being said guys i am dorian black with say what okay guys so you know we talked about some real heavy stuff but now we want to go into this last conversation of like, how does religion play a role in romantic relationships? And I think we don't always think about that um, in depth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, so what do y'all feel about that? How does religion play though, like a role? in? I don't think about religion at all in any of my relationships or anything like that. Why is that? Because it's just not that big a deal to me. Okay. So if you were to get married, would it become an issue? Religion? No, not for me. I feel like um, when it comes to religion, I kind of feel the same way uh, to a certain extent. I feel like we need to be a, at an understanding because you can't, we have to have a decent same idea of what religion is, whether you be Christian or whatever. But as long as we have the same concept and we're able to coexist with each other, then I don't see an issue if you wanted to be another religion and I'd be another religion. Right. It might come into more play, though, once you start having children, children. because then those conversations... Honestly, um, like, for me, I... I think if I were to marry someone who was, like, heavily Christian, I wouldn't, like, have a problem, but I can't really see myself really marrying anybody from, like, any other religion Mm -hmm. like if they were like heavily involved with it because like I just feel like Christianity is like the one thing that I know the most about and I would Mm -hmm. be okay with my kids like taking that religion on but because I don't know a ton I I guess that person would have to really educate me if they were like Muslim or something else for me to like consider it Mm -hmm. but I think that's just because me personally when I have kids I don't really see myself like really drilling religion into them Mm -hmm. too much so whoever I marry if they were real heavy on it or not it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but it still kind of depends. I think it depends because, yeah. and I think it's a part where you really see if you're going to be able to exist right. Right. with the other individual because faith is so heavily tied to the very fiber of our beings of how we think about ourselves, mm-hmm. how we perceive the world, our feelings, our emotions, what's going on in our head. So, 
if those things that are so connected to your being is like not aligning with the other person, I don't see how you could really exist with them on completely on that super, super deep level. At some point, it's going to be some type of conflict or some type of friction between you. So you either have to be two people who say, like Sherrod, anything goes, I don't care. But if you care at all, whatever extent to which you care is the extent, you know, that that is going to affect your relationship with that person. Right. I think who's a good example is SZA, because her um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but her dad is Muslim and her mom is Christian. Really? So she kind of got, you know, both backgrounds. And, you know, she, I guess as she got older, she started, you know, finding her own faith. And I guess if I was to have kids, I would probably do the same. If my husband right. was another religion, I would let the right. kids. I think, I think the, the part. The figure out for themselves. Yeah. Right. I think the part that might be an issue for me, like I said, I wouldn't really care, like, how heavily the person I'm with is in religion. I think once you start trying to pin it on me, like it's one thing if you want right. to, but that's the part that I wouldn't want. Right. Like, and I think like, for instance, I think that's why anytime I've ever had an opportunity to talk to like guys who were like Muslim, I wasn't really for it because I know like a lot of the things that go into being Muslim, like just like some of the attire and stuff that mm-hmm. I just know I'm not really willing to do. So as, as long as you're cool with like it being your religion right. and I'm not disrespecting it and I'm like following like the basic, like of whatever holidays you're trying to celebrate and mm-hmm. like respecting when you have to like do certain rituals, but don't try to say like, well now wife, you got to wear this because that's where the issue would come in for me. Right. So like, if you want to do it and be with me and you know that I still respect your religion, but I'm just not participating to like the highest extent I'm doing like the, I guess lack of a better phrase, bare minimum right. for you. That's where we have to stop. But then that right. is where, if it has to be like that, then we probably aren't then compatible. That means that it matters to you right. to an extent, and you would have to be with somebody who's on the same level as exactly. you. Exactly. Right? Because it's like you all, you and I wouldn't feel comfortable feeling like I am forcing the person that I love to be or to take upon a truth that is not their truth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I like I will I want it to be like organic. Right. right. Like if we just so happen to meet and we are on the same path and we can help each other along that and build each other up along that, then that's beautiful. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I don't wanna meet somebody and they say, Okay, well, I see this happens to you and then they wanna try to where it's like unnatural for them to try right. to be like, No, maybe we're just not there. Right, and maybe that's, fine. that's right. what that is. Like we're just not compatible on that level. And if going into a long-term relationship, a marriage, having children, right. if that is something that is important to you, then no matter how you may think, because a lot of people don't admit to themselves that that's what it is, because they feel kind of like other people would judge them and right. saying, oh, well, you're being judgmental because you wouldn't be with this person of this particular but whatever, whatever. And it's, it's not that I'm cool. being judgmental and I'm saying that this person is bad mm-hmm. and their religion is this and is that and is that. It's like, no, I just this is what I am comfortable with taking on for myself and this is what is not. And at the end of the day, you right. have to be true to yourself. If it matters to you right? and you know, 
then yoke yourself with somebody that's in the same thing. And if you're with somebody and you really, really like them, but you're having this struggle where it's like, I have this faith that's really important to me and I feel like this is not like, because then you'll get in a situation where maybe you'll kind of think in your mind, oh, I could change this person. Right. Or I can influence them, or I, and that's when the like when the relationship gets toxic. Because mm-hmm. now you're trying to manipulate the person and say this is why you should think and say how I do and how I feel, and right. And that's why I think I would end up either being with someone who is very loose in the realm of religion, or they're like, okay, she is supporting of whatever my religion is, but I just know that I can't make her do any of the certain things like it would probably or i might meet someone who really enlightens me and then i decide right right your choice right because i remember um on an episode of sex in the city charlotte in order for her to marry her husband harry he was jewish and he said i can't marry you unless you know you're jewish and i think at first she did it because she wanted to be with him but then Mm -hmm. she ended up really having appreciation so I think those would be my scenarios. I either need to have somebody that's loose with religion or who can inspire me on the realm to like really dedicate. But if no, neither of the, one of those things are happening, then we might not be good right. for a relationship because I'm not doing no shit I don't want to do. And you know what I mean? I already have certain lifestyles and habits and I'm not about to kick them to the curb because you already been in a religion and you're trying to like put that on me. So that's just how I feel about that. So you know what I mean. I respect everybody's Straight religion. That. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I respect every religion. Do you? But you're not finna pin nothing on me. I'm not. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we're gonna just go into our last segment, our wild card segment of the show, um, and we're gonna ask our wonderful guest um, a couple of questions. Okay, guys, so for this last segment, our wild card, since we have guests, we're going to do a little Q&A. And just to get to know our guests a little more. So I'll start off with a question for Ray. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your page? What is it? Lock Philly that you have with your friends? Oh, yeah. Okay, so me and my friend Des, we have a lock page called Philly Locks. Um, No underscores, just everything lowercase Philly Locks. Um, yeah, we take pictures of people with locks. I have locks. I've had mine <laughs> for 18 months. Um, it's definitely been a journey. Mm-hmm. I like them. It definitely taught me a lot about myself. I've done a lot of interesting things with my hair in general. Before, I just shaved my head. I had a baldy for like a year and a half, two years. That was an interesting experience. Um, but you should follow it and also my page at Ray Morgan S. Um, you know, because I do stuff, I paint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm cute as shit. So like, <laughs> but you already knew that. They can't see you, right? So I don't know. But what you do, right? Hi. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Chat with Ray. Um. So I have to ask, um, with today's discussion, how do you guys see your spiritual journey? Do you think it changed your views slightly, or do you think you'll be a little bit more invested in your spirituality? 
Um, I definitely think after our conversation, it's just really me able to just see where I am now. Okay. And really just appreciate, you know, for just such a long time, I was always so dedicated to being like, well, what am I going to be like five years from now? What about, what if 10 years from now, you know, I fall back or I do this or I do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, everything has just been really teaching me to just really pay attention to the everyday because that's really the only thing that we know that we have you know our days are not promised to us you know what i mean and i think we need to just be focusing on ways to make ourselves better and just know ourselves more on the day to day okay mr sherrod can you repeat the question (laughs) yeah so on today's discussion on religion how do you think you do you think you take anything away from it? Like on your spiritual journey, do you think you'll be a little bit more invested in your spiritual journey? I just want to stick to the same. I'm the same me all day, every day. So how was your experience on, on this episode? You know, last time it got kind of kind of heated. Yeah, I was on her feelings. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> so let's stay in the present moment. <laughs> and I think that's safest for everybody to do that. And not yeah. reminisce. I had a very fun time. You know, it's always a pleasure. Yes, love when the brothers come on the show and speak, you know, some good stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for coming. I think it was a really good dynamic with all four of us today. Thank you, thank you. Yes. That was wonderful. Yes, guys, and don't forget to follow Ray's page. What is it, Philly Locks? Yeah. And also, you can also join in the conversation with me and Dorian. On our social media. And don't follow me. Okay. Ain't nobody trying to follow you, Sherrod. Ain't nobody worried about you. Good. (laughs) All right, y'all. And don't forget to please follow me and Dorian on both Instagram and and Twitter. And if you listen to our podcast, also review and rate our um, episodes. Like and subscribe. Yes, like and subscribe. See ya.